Welcome, Musk players, to our sixth episode for 2019 on this, the first day of May. Joining me with the power of Thor's hammer is Julian Price. All right. <laughs> and David Fishfeather. How are you, Dave? I'm good, man. And we must reference Mesa, who's off on the side, just, you know, pushing all the buttons for us this episode. It's been a huge week. Mainly because Avengers Endgame has smashed so many records across the world. This is going to be our Avengers discussion episode. We'll get into that a little bit later because we've got a lot of news to get through first. But gentlemen, huge numbers. I think it's like 1.7 billion. In that one weekend. Crazy. <laughs> that is a new record. Yep. And I suppose, it's, I mean, it's good. Fish, I mean, I mean, you were happy that people are just going to the cinema again? Look, I think it's great because exactly that. Like, with all the streaming and home entertainment that we have now, to get people into cinemas is getting harder and harder. But it's these big tentpole mm. movies that have... <laughs> if you're hitting over a billion dollars, they're doing something right. I mean, what they're doing right, most right, is opening in China the same weekend that exactly. they did everywhere yeah, else in the yeah, world. Because so, that was really the only difference between yeah, this and Infinity War. A little right? bit of an asterisk. It wasn't just like a little breaking of the record, though. They broke it by over half a billion dollars. There's a lot of people in China. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that is... It is massive. It is massive. We want to chat all things Avengers Endgame, but because that's delving into spoiler territory, we decided we'll do that at the end of the episode. Let's get through the week's news first, and we wanted to start on our weekly poll, Jules. Yes, so this week we asked you, it's the zombie apocalypse, what's your weapon of choice? And you had two options, a lightsaber or Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, of course, being the upgrade to this. Yes. <laughs> nice. And the results are in... <laughs> the results were like it was incredible. We had so many votes, and it was neck and neck. It was fifty-fifty for a long time. It was good, but it's been one has pipped the other at the post, Jules. By one percent, Stormbreaker. One percent. That was I like think fifty of you or something almost. That might have been the Avengers hype talking. I don't know about you, Dave. I was going to say, yeah, yeah I was. I, I like if you talk to me in December, I'm going to be saying lightsaber. But um, right now, Stormbreaker because I'm. Riding that hype train. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like lightsaber would be a bit more practical and easier to use, but Stormbreaker would definitely have the better effect. Mm. Like, it it has lightning and stuff, man. Like, <laughs> it's too cool. All right. And you know, if you're worthy, technically, you might be able to hold it. We'll discuss that a little bit later. In the meantime, we want to obviously pick up our next big poll. You've come up with this one, Jules, and yes. we want to talk about who is your favourite talking Pokemon. Now, Detective Pikachu is coming out in a matter of days. In fact, about eight days. So... Does that take the cake, or is it the classic Meowth from the anime, which I know you've got a soft spot for? Well, that's the question, and it's up now. <laughs> so. I'm not telling. I'm not revealing. My... How about you, I don't Dave? want to swing the public vote. I mean, I was going to say, I'm do you swing popular. either way, Dave? Uh, look, I'm I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan, so yeah. I, I I automatically have to go Detective Pikachu, I think. But I do have a soft spot for that OG, mm. that OG Pokemon stuff. He was the only Pokemon that spoke. I'll be voting for Detective Pikachu myself either way. Those trailers have me. Anyway, that, poll, me. that polls up right, that now, polls so up there right now. Head to our Facebook page and have your say. In the meantime, Speaking. also let us know what you would like us to discuss in Avengers Endgame. Leave a comment below and we will get to that. In terms of movies, it's been another big week of trailers and reveals. It's going to be a big month, Dave, you'll get to that later. Yeah, but the yeah. one we saw this morning that I got the great Google notification for and I thought, let's see how bad this is, <laughs> uh, was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, Dave. Speaking of talking animals, uh, yeah, there's a Sonic the Hedgehog live action film coming out and 
it is starring Jim Carrey as Robotnik, so Sonic's uh, nemesis. <sighs> Are we Sonic fans here? Like, I'm a Sonic fan. I'm wearing a Sonic shirt. I've got a Sonic But it doesn't thing, sound but... like you're a fan of this movie. I'm, I'm you not, guys talk about it first. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Sonic fan, so I was literally thinking this movie could be whatever it may be, but I do appreciate the fact that Sonic exists in another world. Mm. He has his own green zone. He has his own realm where he's rescuing little critters and I know that's ridiculous and it's probably not going to make blockbuster sense to make that be your story but I just thought bringing him to the real world and giving him what seems to be the most generic like the most generic story ever isn't going to help that franchise no matter what I mean in terms of the look of, of Sonic himself he doesn't have one eye blob he's got two now which I think is the biggest <laughs> The biggest atrocity that they've committed on the design yeah, what have you front. Done? Okay, so Sonic's there, but Jim Carrey's also in this film as Dr. Robotnik, and he looks really good. Once, I, I'm all for Jim Carrey in this film, look, but... I look, think Jim Carrey's going to do well, and I think we'll be impressed with him as the film goes on, but that last little teaser shot we got of him with the proper moustache yeah. and the goggles, I don't know how far into the movie that is. Like, I, I can't foresee this yeah. getting a sequel. Why is the military involved? It's always the military in these generic <laughs> video game adaptions. This is, this is just Transformers. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is fine. It's a it's the big blockbuster, uh, you know, formula. And look, there's a few good things about this. I, I do like the blockbuster feel of it. I do like Jim Carrey. I, like, I'm genuinely a huge Jim Carrey fan. So just to see him back is great. But like Sonic is my childhood. <laughs> like I wasn't a Nintendo kid. I was a Sega kid. And I played a lot of Sonic, and he looks like that. <laughs> That's the biggest. Like I, I'm all for this. I'll go with it. Like he's he's doing a little, uh, you know, the the somersault thing there with his with his barbs. I and watched a hilarious video this morning about the fact that this was on purpose. Somebody behind the scenes <laughs> has decided that this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to look like, and it's just. Like it, 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 it doesn't even look real. Like no. you know, it, like if you're trying to make him fit into our, our world and you wanted to look more hedgehoggy, I guess. Like I could go with that a little bit more. But he's still just you said generic blockbuster. He's generic cartoon. Like, yeah. Look, I would have been more for this if they went um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse style. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, That's like you were point. talking about, go into the green zone. Do like there's a whole universe of Sonic stuff to go into here. Um, I probably would have been more about that. I'm definitely going to see this. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Sonic, so I'm going to see it. But I I am a little disappointed if this is what... Well, this, I wonder yeah. how many references we're going to get to the video games. Because there is a moment where you see what seemingly looks like the rings that mm. Sonic mm. collects in the game. And it's like a portal. Yeah, it's like a Doctor like Strange a teleportation yeah. ring. Yeah, it's bizarre. So... Anyway, by the way, in terms of movies that we didn't ask for, we also were told this week that we'd be getting a sequel to Chicken Run 2. Who knew? From the creators of Wallace and Gromit. I don't know. When I said, I said that to Darcy this morning, I'm like, do you know we're getting a sequel to Chicken Run 2? She's like, I didn't even ask for the first Chicken Run. Admittedly, I'm Chicken like, Run's well, great. So the first movie, Chicken Run was fantastic, so I'm not against having more, but they escaped the, the pen. What are they going to be running the from chicken, now? The chickens have run. I wonder... <laughs> They've taken over the world. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to be escaping from this time around. Mm. I, I, I can't see. Maybe they just sort of repeat it for a new audience, but who knows? Some two are vegans. Ooh. Touchy subject, Jules. No, right? We like to be the, all inclusive on the this The vegans podcast. have rescued the, the farm chickens and... Mm. I'm all for the uh, the animation. It's topical. Yeah, I'm yeah. all for the animation. Mind you, it takes them years to make those things, so who knows yeah. how long this is going to be, or how far away this is going to be, or how long it's been in the works for. Um, in terms of other things that 
we probably don't want around anymore, and maybe old school animation is one of them. Uh, the Nintendo 3DS has really, in my opinion, worn out its welcome. The Switch has been around for over two years now, but it appears like Nintendo is finally phasing this thing out. The mm-hmm. production is slowing down. There's no real games announced for it. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, do you I care? Mean, but why would you pick up a game on the 3DS these days when you're a Switch? Well, well, I was going to say, is it still around? <laughs> it is still around, and I think yeah. the um, the thing we've got to remember is that it's now at such a competitive price point for parents like Jules who mm. want to get their kid mm. something cheap. You can buy buy a 3DS with a game these days for about 150 bucks here in Australia, which is mm. next to nothing when you're looking at how much a, a Nintendo Switch can cost you with a mm. game upwards of $400. So. And they are virtually indestructible. So yeah. <laughs> um, it, for, for kids, it's probably mm. a good thing. So maybe that's a bummer for parents out there. But we talked about It doesn't about mean they're not going to sell them anymore. Uh, it just means they're not going to be updating them or releasing any games. So maybe... Okay. Mm. We'll see what uh, what comes of that. But I, I was going to ask, Jules, do you think this is a true signal that we finally do get that uh, next Nintendo Switch, the cheaper version that we've heard about? It's coming at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems. If Nintendo confirmed that the 3DS is gone, it's at the same time that they're going to release this new Switch. Yeah, well, I think once that new Switch comes out, that's uh, D-Day. For, what if um, it's a 3D Switch? Heard it here first. The <laughs> <laughs> Before we progress to our next topic, we want to read out some of your Facebook comments. Rebecca Jade says, Jim Carrey and James Marsden, it is a yes for me when it comes to the Sonic movie. Steve Neil Campbell is very happy that we've added a Deadpool figurine. Thank you for that one, Fish. (laughs) And um, Cameron Dominic Thorne said, when Sonic makes the portal, they fall into Clark Kent's house on Smallville. That would be an interesting crossover. I mean... But it wouldn't surprise me. This film looks ridiculous. DC DC needs all the help it can get. I was going to say, even this Sonic would be a positive for the DC universe. Um, look, it's been so. Our, our chats have been so dominated by films over the past couple of weeks, mainly because Avengers was coming out. And yes, our spoiler discussion on that is still coming. But I did want to dial it back this week and do a traditional video game review. It's been quite some time, actually, since I've had to do one. It's been quite a bit of time since I've pumped so many hours into a game over just one weekend. But I checked out a game called SteamWorld Quest uh, over this, this weekend. And I don't know if you guys know much about the SteamWorld universe but there's been several games from uh, developer Image and Form Games I've loved every single one SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig 2 are some of my favourite indie titles and I really enjoyed SteamWorld Heist as well this one is a little different though so without further ado here is, here is my review of SteamWorld Quest The Hand of Gilgamesh. Quest Hand of Gilgamesh is a linear turn-based strategy campaign with RPG elements rolled into a card game. On paper, that's about as overcomplicated as a video game can be, and it's a huge departure for makers Image and Form Games, who've built a reputation on the back of simple yet rewarding gameplay loops in the fantastic SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig 2 and SteamWorld Heist. This time around, you play as Armilly, a young knight desperate to be recognised by the Heroes Guild. When her town is attacked and the Guild heroes turn out to be useless, Armilly takes matters into her own hands with the help of an expelled student and a basement-dwelling frog. At the centre of SteamWorld Quest's 10-15 to hour campaign is card-based combat. Before battle, you can assign each of your three team members with up to eight cards. Some can be used freely, but more powerful cards cost cogs, which are built up in battle over time. How you balance your deck is critical. 
Focusing too heavily on an attack will leave your health bars exposed. Lean too far toward defence and you won't have the firepower to beat some of the game's toughest foes. And stockpiling attacks that can hit multiple enemies at once become costly against bosses. At the beginning of a battle, you're dealt with a hand of six cards. You can play three cards per turn, and if all three are attached to the same character, you're rewarded with a fourth attack. In practice, it's a lot easier than it sounds, and deciding which cards to use at which time is engaging and challenging. Unfortunately, it can also feel a little random. While this isn't an issue for the majority of the game, victory against some of the game's final string of bosses can feel a little too dependent on the hand you're dealt rather than the skill you have in using it. Winning battles earn your characters experience points. It's a system that grants a sense of progress, but ultimately it's irrelevant to your ability to complete the game. With no side quests and only combat challenges to complete outside of the main story, grinding to power up your team simply isn't a factor, which in turn renders a large number of the expensive items and cards unobtainable from merchants. And that's an indication of SteamWorld Quest's biggest problem. There's simply not enough game to flesh out how many layers of mechanics it has. Image and Form has once again crafted a beautiful world through a unique art style, music that hits fever pitch during battles, and endearing characters. By game's end, you have five characters to construct your three-man team out of, but without enemies that demand special tactics to defeat them, there's little need to deviate from the original trio. It's an illusion of choice that never really delivers and hurts what is otherwise a well-crafted tale about what it truly means to be a hero. <laughs> Comedy gold. All right. That was my review of Steam Quest. <laughs> Needed to make sure when the video was actually cutting back in. Yeah. Uh, Fish, have you you've recognised Steam World Games? Look, I recognised it. I, I've never actually played it, but I always wanted to because I really like the art style. Mm. And what one thing I, I, I've noticed here um, uh, with your review was just how pretty it looks. But, yeah. but it felt a little bit complicated. And I know you talked about it there. Mm. Is it easy to play? It's super easy to play, it's just not as deep as a game that tries to have all these mechanics should be. Okay. So, look, I had a lot of fun playing it. I gave it three stars or a good play. The review will be up on our website, mustplay.net.au, shortly after the show. Um, but frankly, unless you're a fan of the world and you're happy to just play a very linear game mm. where it has this sort of card flair element to it, I wouldn't necessarily say it's something that you, sh you have to play. It's not something I'd ultimately recommend for everyone, but I had a lot of fun playing it. Cool. That's it. Very good. Now, David. Yes. As our movie buff. <laughs> yes. Uh, Please, May, David. <laughs> uh, we, we thought it couldn't get any bigger than April when it came to cinema and TV. We know Game of Thrones is running. I've got a lot of problems with that show, but I can't discuss it because Meso's here and he's refusing to watch anything until they're all out at once. But in the realm of uh, film, May's going to be a huge month for us. Look, it's actually a big, a big month coming off the end of Endgame, mm -hmm. um, which... Is, is good for movie-going uh, crowds out there, like I said before. There's, there's more, more, more and more reasons to keep coming to mm. the cinemas. So I just want to highlight a few of the big ones that are coming out. It's almost every week. 
So uh, the first, the big one, we've already talked about it with our poll. We've got Detective Pikachu mm -hmm. coming out on May the 9th. And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's... It's Detective Pikachu. It's Detective Pikachu. Like, he, I don't know. Have you guys played the game? I haven't I, played the game. And before I saw the trailer... It was not it? Was it a 3DS game? <laughs> before I saw the trailer, I didn't think it was a concept that could work. Mm. Now I think I'm, I'm, it's going to be great. I, I am so okay. confident in this film. I'm going to go watch it when it comes out on May 9. And I'm just frankly psyched to see all the extra funny bits that we haven't get, gotten to see in the trailer. It's going to be really strange yep. seeing all these Pokemon come to life in the real world mm. and how they work in the real world, not this anime fantasy land. And I mean, it, it is fantasy, but... But, yeah, but and the rendering of them looks great. I mm. think, it, it, like, they've... More so than Sonic, <laughs> they've meshed the two worlds really well. But is this the live-action Pokemon movie that we wanted? Probably not. But it might be the one we need right now, David. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, my, like I'm I'm keen because you put you put Ryan Reynolds in a in a movie and I'm I'm there. So yeah. I'm already there. I love Pokemon. I love Ryan Reynolds. I love Pikachu. Mm -hmm. So here we are. But where's Ash? I want a live action Ash. Uh, unnecessary. You really think so? Be, there'll be a cameo for sure. I'm yeah. happy with a new story. A new yeah, story, okay. uh, just expanding the world. That's what I want. That's what I want out of Star yeah. Wars when they do the, the next trilogy after Episode Nine. Yeah. And that's even what I'm hoping for out of episode 9. They're going to go into a Pokemon Center. There's going to be a Nurse Joy there. Oh, for sure. It's going to and be an Officer Jenny. Are they going to be the same person? Just yeah, it's going to be the same, yeah. the same actor over and over. It has but, to be. But I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm just confused that this is the route that they went. Like like you said, when you hear Detective Pikachu, it's kind of like, what? <laughs> what do you, I didn't even know what Detective Pikachu yeah. was. It's yeah. kind of, yeah. So I just think it's a strange, if not bold, choice. Bold choice. Ooh. Might be the boldest on this list. In fact, it gets a little samey-samey down the end, but this... I mean, they're all sequels, actually, uh, the, the movies. Or sequels, sequels or, remakes. or remakes. Yeah, from here on. Uh, on May 16, we get John Wick 3. Um, John Wick movies are good fun. <laughs> like, it's the same crap, but it's so good to watch. Well, Excuse me, did you just refer to it as the same crap? It's certainly not crap. Well, what this, makes, this genre what is does... the same thing every single time. Yeah. No, I, that's a question I want to ask about John Wick. I, don't get me wrong, again, I'm a John Wick fan. I love action movies, and I love Keanu Reeves. I'm glad that he's back in the spotlight with, this, with his robotic acting. But I... <laughs> Gunfu's great. Why is John Wick so good? It's Why does Keanu it... Reeves. And it's but because Keanu they... Reeves isn't good. You know what? It's because it's a film that the storyline, his involvement and in getting involved and in taking re revenge on these gangs is never based on anything all that serious. First, they mm. killed his dog. It's the dog, yeah. And stole his car. It's still going, this dog thing. That's yeah. the whole premise that's of the, the whole thing. And it's all over a dog. And, but I think that's so relatable, because that dog was adorable in the mm. first movie. And so, But I'm, I'm surprised they've made three movies out of it, and it's been so good. And also, Keanu Reeves is just terrifying. When he's walking through a club, and there's all the different lights on him, and it's a strobe effect, and yeah. you don't feel like you know where he's coming at you next... He does nail like that gun through. It gets yeah. me, yeah. you know, on the edge of my seat. You. I want to see more. But I don't like. He's not. He's getting old, and I in in John Wick two, I noticed that he was struggling a little bit. Oh, that's nothing compared to like that's Liam Neeson taking three. Because he's been shot about three. eight times. Yeah. It was still well, yes, going. Not yes, because he's getting but, old. <laughs> How old is? But this is what I, I'm just like when when we talk about you know John Wick as a, as opposed to Liam Neeson movies oh, or the Expendable films. Like the Expendables were good, mm. but um. Like, I, I just find it really interesting that this is the franchise that just keeps going. By the way, 54. Ke yeah, Keanu Reeves is 54. And doing I mean, this stuff. So that's what I mean. He's doing it He's doing it well. That's three years uh, younger than my dad. 54 is the new 30. 
Yeah. And I can't, I mean, I can't imagine him doing any of this, so good on you Anyway, today. I'll be there opening weekend. We'll do a review on that one as it comes out. That's May 16th. We've got two more, more, uh, two more movies, again, one a week, and yeah. both are probably less exciting than the others, particularly based off their, at least this first Ooh, one's trailer. Right. I, yeah, Aladdin. Okay, May 23. We've, I think we've touched on a little bit. Mm. How are we feeling about this Aladdin remake? Not confident at all. And Aladdin is my favourite animated Disney film. Yeah, it's the number one. I, I just, grew up with that one. You know, the songs are great. I, I love the storyline, even though it's kind of terrifying this 15-year-old girl wants to get married. Um, and I just think that everything we've seen so far is not going to live up to the imagination that the first film really managed to draw out of a young audience. Look, I was like that with the teaser, mm. and I was like that when we first saw Will Smith as the genie. Yep. Because as far as I'm concerned, if there's no Robin Williams, there's no deal. Like, Robin Williams killed it yep. in the original, and he is the genie. But get that aside, the new trailer to me actually doesn't look that bad. No, it doesn't look bad. And it, it does that's what I'm saying. I think they've nailed the big set pieces, but I, I'm worried about the in-between. Yeah. It's where Will yeah. Smith is making jokes and doing that and forcing Aladdin to, you know... But you know what's going on? It's a new generation that, now. Yeah. There's um, a whole new generation of people that are going to watch this film. Yeah. And they're going to... If they haven't seen the original one, which is there's a high chance they haven't. Which they should. Um, Look, I think the, the one thing above all else... Are there, there are two looks in this film which I don't like one is the fact that Will Smith's blue genie doesn't have the chin I think <laughs> the power of the genie <laughs> is in his chin <laughs> and Jafar is just not so right. generic it's because so generic. he looks a lot like a guy that used to date one of my girlfriend's friends and he was just like non-threatening <laughs> yeah it's it was oh sorry my, my fiance's friend <laughs> I keep forgetting that one but uh, Priscilla uh, just left <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for no, some reason I, because I yeah. have that personal affiliation with somebody that looks like him I'm just mm. like nah. but they are iconic characters as well so like I, I think everybody was mm. was taken back by the genie and, yep. and like it was always going to be hard That like I said he's not Robin Williams but then we have Jafar, like the one shot or two shots that you see him in the trailer, mm. it's it's not. He's. I was like, oh, that's Jafar. He looked better as a silhouette from behind. Mm. But look, I'm holding my judgment. I'm. I'm. I'm hoping. Admittedly, I'm it is hoping. very hard to cast someone that will look like the cartoon when he's got a face that's about this yeah, yeah, that wide. Yeah, yeah. I just think. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that as it comes out. Mm -hmm. Now, the last big movie that's coming out this month is Godzilla is coming back to the screen. I actually didn't realize this movie was even being made, let alone this close to release, until I saw a trailer before the Avengers. Oh, really? And I was like, where are all these gigantic monsters coming from? Because it's <laughs> it's almost like that old school PlayStation Two game or yep. PlayStation King game, even, monsters, yeah. where you can just team them up against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, look, the biggest thing about this is, is, is it's going back to the old school... Like, this is the 35th Godzilla movie. What? Like, not Hollywood, but in terms of the Japanese... I think Toho were the, the original makers of it. They've, there's 35 all up. I don't have seen And like um, there was two, the, the remake... <laughs> there was the Hollywood remake in 2014 that didn't get too much traction. Um, and then there was the Godzilla in 1997, which everyone seems to hate, but I love. Um... But this one, this one's a sequel to the the 2014 one, and also Kong Skull Island. If you guys ever mm -hmm. saw that, which was brilliant. I uh, love Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Uh, if this has, but is Peter Jackson involved in this one at all? 
Uh, no, no, no. So B- Peter Jackson's that he wasn't involved in. He the wasn't Skull Island. Which one? Wait, well, he's, hold he's, on a second. He's, he made a remake of King Kong way back. Is Skull Island the one where Brie Larson is yes. playing the chick who has a camera but never takes a photo of yes. anything? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't we, like that. Movie. We know you, we know, we know <laughs> you love Brie Larson. <laughs> we know you love Brie Larson. <laughs> I, but look, got, it's, I got my King Kongs mixed up. Yeah, it's easy. They're all the same. But well, I really liked that movie, and I, I, I think if they bring the fun that was in that movie into this one because the, the Godzilla film from 2014 was a bit drab and it took a long time for you to actually see Godzilla. But here, you've got a ton of monsters. He's fighting the likes of Mothra and um, a three Ghidorah. Headed, a three-headed dragon Dragon, thing. who's yeah. his, like, nemesis. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the big thing in all and, the Tokyo um, movies. And Millie Bobby Brown's in it. Yeah, we've got Eleven there from uh, Stranger Things. Mm. Um, they're setting up a universe. At the end of Skull Island, they did hint at this. So it is a thing. And we are also getting a sequel next year, which is Godzilla versus Kong. I was about to say, when exciting. does that happen? Is that yeah. going to happen in this movie? But no. obviously not. They're saving it for its own thing. Look, I'm, I'm, look it looks okay. Um, it's just... Take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so big month. Big month. Huge, huge month. If huge. you can be bothered spending $20 every single week and going to see some cinema. Nice it's, popcorn. Uh, it's a popcorn. $20. Yeah, you've got to you gotta get that popcorn, man. <laughs> you got to get the popcorn. And then you got to you get your, your girlfriends if you've got that or, you know, the friends. Are, yeah, it, it's an expensive thing. But, hey, these are big movies and these are, will get people out. It cost me $46 a ticket to see uh, Avengers in IMAX in 3D. Holy cow. Did you yeah. sit in the pre I actually seats? didn't know because my friend bought the tickets. And then we got there on the night, and I'm like, oh, how much do I owe you? And he's like, oh, for the both of you, $92. And I'm like, you know when that, you? You have that horrible moment? Where you like, like threw up <laughs> a bit in your mouth. Yeah, it's like someone just punched you in the chest. Was that premium seats? We got it was premium yeah. seats. I'm but, not um, of those seats. They're too far back for me. Okay. I like to be wrong. But they recline. They do. Anyway. <laughs> I'm soft. For a three-hour movie, I need to be comfortable. Um, just to blast through two things real quickly before we get to our Avengers Endgame spoiler discussion, we're going to get more Borderlands 3 news tomorrow. Three o'clock in the morning our time. Yep. There's going to be a Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal. I'm pretty oh, cool. excited for it. I've been back playing number two this week. Mm-hmm. And um, there's going to be a whole new situation with Twitch where you can sync your Borderlands or Gearbox account with Twitch and tune into a live stream and actually get gear from watching streamers play. It's a whole new mm-hmm. whole new thing. That's so cool. that, that could open up a door to a lot. Yeah. I'm going to see more. And final point before we get into our Avengers discussion. Uh, we were thinking about last week's episode and Fish, you decided you wanted to talk about Chris Lilly's new show on Netflix, Lunatics. <laughs> And we promptly all shouted you down at once. <laughs> to the point, else liked it. To the <laughs> point that we didn't even get to hear what you actually liked about it. Now, during the week, I have watched four episodes. Oh, right? you put in. Okay. I've watched four episodes, and it was a struggle. Like, I, I, I oh, want to no. know, because okay. like, we didn't have a, an educated discussion about what's good power. and what's bad about it, but I'd like to know why mm. you liked it. Mind you, I haven't yeah. seen the last episode, and my fiancé, who has... Says it all sort of gets tied up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's what I just quickly. I, I um I like that everything ties in, yep. and and I think I think uh, that Chris Lilly is hilarious myself. Mm-hmm. I love everything that he does, so I'm all, already a fan. It's hard mm-hmm. for me, but the thing that I like the most about this show is that it has heart for mm-hmm. me. I found that these characters they all have a flaw. They're all either assholes or like really um, awkward, socially awkward, and it's, I feel like there's a lot of things that are relatable for people in that sort of thing. Oh, I guess I'm socially awkward sometimes. So, but you know. I've got to ask, like, does the heart come later? Because No, I see, I got the, it from the start. You got it from the start. Yeah, yeah. Because this, this was my issue with the show, uh, and it, it's not any one particular character, I think it's the, the, the characters as a whole, mm. but 
each of them is so unlikable initially and I understand why they're unlikable because I can see that as the series progresses they're going to get to the reason why they behave in the way that they do and you'll connect with them because you realise that everyone's essentially just insecure and it might make you look at the world a little bit differently and think even though I don't really like that person there might be a reason for it and I shouldn't I I should look at the world Mm. through their shoes or walk in their shoes before I judge them Um, but I gotta say, they are so unlikable and they grate on me so much that I can't watch I can't bring myself to watch another episode. Like I, I genuinely tried for you, man. Yeah, like yeah. I was sitting there going I'm looking at Priscilla and I'm like, I can't do this. Like I'm just Yeah, right on. I, particularly okay. the um the real estate agent with the huge ass. See, I love him. Who, see, I relate to because <laughs> he's such for, <laughs> for physical reasons. He's just a, he's a real person, though. I think that, like, I know people like that. I know, but I have spent a... my entire life trying to avoid well, yeah, people yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm... having to sit there and watch him just be an absolute douchebag and rude to women and just, you know, I'm... generally speaking, <laughs> obnoxious to his friends and yeah. ugh, it just it got me. And that's fair enough. I He literally urinates in his own mouth. He does. He does. And shows it to a woman thinking it'll make him look cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's uh, the caliber like, of the a person we're talking about. Like, I, mean, I couldn't a, watch it anymore. A Todd Carney, uh, Todd Carney, a Todd Carney throwback, yeah. yeah. But but I, but the whole point of it is it's a, it's a social commentary on mm. these types of people. And, yes. And that's why I kind of dig it. And I, I guess because I'm aware of, of Chris Lilly's work and how all these people generally come back around because if you think about Summer High tie as well like um, the, the, the characters in that all are pretty unlikable to start with not but Pat they, Mullins not Pat Mullins who just wants to roll oh, to the oh sorry Summer High tie. Pat Mullins oh, yeah, she just yeah, wants so. to roll <laughs> yeah so look I think just because I'm aware of his his sort of formula mm. you know that it's coming back around yeah. and I yeah I was just in it from the start and I've I would go back and watch it again that's how much would you alright well yeah. let us know in the comments below have you been able to get through all of Lunatics did you like it or like me did you struggle to get through a few episodes and just switch off about four in so that's part of our discussion this week thank you Fish I'm glad to, that we got to finally hear your points after <laughs> I shouted you down last week <laughs> 